what? Oh, yeah. What? Well, welcome to Bonehead Weekly. Fun size. No, Bonehead. this isn't fun size. This isn't fun size. No, no. So, gentlemen, we were supposed to have a guest tonight. Who was that guest? Uh, Nick Strawn. Nick Strawn. That's right. He's a famous production designer, isn't he? Yes. And, yes. and the ghost of a disheveled hobo. Yeah. Has a, has a great book. Does a pretty good Jerry Garcia impression. Yeah, he just doesn't even have to say anything. He just kind of gets on stage and kind of picks at a guitar while he plays the CD. Yeah. Kind of weird. It's like Guitar Talks Hero. How, Talks I thought, cutting, he off his, I thought cutting off his own finger was a little too much, but he went he went full Garcia. He went full Garcia. Speaking of he Garcia, also, I'd like to have some ice cream. I would say he also enjoys Cherry Garcia. Are those linked? We don't know. Yeah, I don't like cherries in my ice cream, but I'm getting off topic. I'm more like, fish food, actually. Yeah, know, but you're I not talking too. about ice cream anymore, are you? Oh hell no! I just that, that, that just 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 just, just right down back. the gullet. Yeah, those, yeah, yeah. Those, oh well, they're good lean protein and yeah. whatever. So Mick, it literally is no showing on us <laughs> right now. We have tested him two or three <laughs> times. What were you going to say? I just had a picture of me laying in a bathtub under the water, James throwing <laughs> the fish food on me. <laughs> Maybe we should do that for Listen, your profile pic. Whatever, we really whatever. need to change our profile pics anyway for the show. I mean, it's been four years. We could update some stuff. Whatever your your erotic fantasies are, Chad, uh, I'm fine with you including me in, me in them, I guess. <laughs> I don't. What, what the hey? At least I'm included. That's true. It's good to be wanted. Are you drinking bourbon? No, I'm drinking uh, watered down Mountain Dew that I had left over from teaching because I just got out of teaching. Mm. Well, not Where in that? No, I had to change to to address my various war wounds. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> I fought the war against mediocrity, and mediocrity done whooped me. Done whooped you. You know, done speaking of me. you drinking Mountain Dew, I was having lunch yesterday with someone who was thin and pretty. And I said, can I get Chad? anything? No, no. I, I Not that he's not man pretty, just not my type of pretty. And I said, can I get anybody anything? I'm getting, uh, I'm getting up to get a refill. And they, she, she said, yeah, more mellow yellow. And I was trying not to laugh because I was thinking if I drank that much mellow yellow, I wouldn't have my toes. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I can't. Like, there was a time in my youth where I'd line up three Mountain Dews and a Snickers, and that'd be my dinner while I worked on papers and stuff. And that that time is dead. I done killed that time. Yeah, before he killed you. Now, was, Mick didn't show. So, he gets pissed at us. He's a good friend. What are you showing us? Five minutes. Sorry. From Mick. Does he really say five minutes? <laughs> okay, we'll just keep recording. No, yeah, yeah, we'll just keep recording. Let him join us, and then we'll act like nothing has ever happened. And when he goes back and rewatches this, he will be surprised, and then we, he will sue us. Well, if, if he's coming, no, to what office, he'll do is he'll steal my fish food idea, bastard. <laughs> Probably you won't be upset. He'll make actual money at it. Yeah, he'll go. Hey, honey. <laughs> it's just funny because mick bitches at us about guests mick wanted to be a guest he's a great guest he's one of our favorite guests he's one of our favorite people but he he's being late for his own episode by 25 minutes yeah 25 minutes now yeah. in all now in all fairness yeah he's kind of due for the first time we actually had him on the show outside of meeting him on Scarefest. We made him sit there for over 30 minutes while we figure out technical details. That's true. Yeah, we, I have no true. recollection no. of that. Yeah, no, that's true. And no in all fairness, in all fairness, is there anybody that would make a better diva than Mick? I mean, they're prettier ones. 
who? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. If I, <laughs> if I say an actual person, I just come off as a sexist a-hole. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm going to get a beverage while we wait on Mick. But I'll be right back. <laughs> well, what do you mean get a beverage <laughs> while we wait on Mick? We're recording. Did he, yeah, leave? he left? This is a show. Yeah, he and he flipped to no camera off immediately. Why How did he is do his, that? Why is his head cocked so weirdly? If you're listening to us right now, I want you to go to YouTube, and this is going to be on minute four or five, and I want you to look at James's profile, just his basic profile pic, that when he's not using Zoom, or not using video on Zoom. It's so weirdly yeah, I mean, mine does that, but mine does that instinctively because my right eye is stupid. Yeah, so, I get yeah. it. I get, I get it, but what the hell? Who told him to sit and stand like that? Oh man, I don't. That it, it flashes back to when I was in high school and we had our high school pictures, and yeah. the photographer obviously didn't know what to do with this 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 grotesque ogre of a human being. Oh, so said, don't go that far. Was your but, sister there? <laughs> <laughs> good one <laughs> yeah she was eating the goat <laughs> oh, somebody's usually eating her oh my god so anyway they said <laughs> i'm just sad it wasn't me they said take your hand put it underneath your chin and crook your elbow up in the air and kind of tilt like this like you just don't care and then that is the picture that is in my senior yearbook <laughs> so basically you're showing your armpit in your senior photo like i'm sniffing my armpit yeah through my at least hand. you don't have a mullet i mean i'm stuck with a mullet for the rest of my life in those pictures yeah are you talking about your birth announcement yeah my birth announcement i was like oh my god now we were looking at your weird ass picture when you go away why is your hair oh <laughs> Well, it's just I'm I don't know enough about geography to give the geometrical. Yes, I know that's lame joke, but your head's tilted weird in that. that that's the way that the photographer said. Literally, I was normal. Was normal, the photographer normal. Barty Feldman? I don't know. I know. I don't think it was anybody that that I had that much esteem for. No, uh, it was it was it was a photo shoot for work, and uh, they they literally took eighteen different photos of me. And the photographer got to pick the one that they felt was best. And I saw the others. And most of them, I'm, you know, straight on camera, the headroom, all that stuff looked fine to me. And they picked that one where it looks like I'm having some sort of neck spasm and my head's at a weird angle. I mean, it's almost like they caught me right before I was going to sneeze. Uh, it it kind of looks like instead of looking at the camera, you're you're leaning to the right to see if there's the, the donut that's behind the photographer. <laughs> yeah, I, no, I agree. Like literally, of all the photos they took time. that day, they took 18 photos of me um, because it was supposed to be, you know, they wanted a professional photo that they could use if I get a book published, if I could, and that's the one that they chose to keep on file. That's my file photo for all Imagine my. Imagine how the other ones looked. Was your head even more? They were good. They were, I mean, literally, they were, they were, I mean, they looked much more staged photo book coverish than that one to me. But what do I know? I've never actually published a book. So maybe, maybe I'm just an idiot. I don't think you're just an idiot. I mean, you have many other horrible qualities. This makes me have an idea for a show. Now, hear me out on this. A, a production designer that has knowledge of special effects and things like that has to go on the run from these people pursuing him yeah uh, pursuing him we call it mick quest didn't we do isn't that the isn't that the plot of fx and fx2 
Nobody remembers those movies, though. That's why I don't work. I remember it. Nobody, nobody that counts. (laughs) Nobody that counts remembers them. But uh, Adam Family Two. I know you weren't a huge fan of the first one. I was not in any way, shape, or form. Okay, I was. Me and the kid got bored. I was okay with the first one. I mean, it's 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 a kid friendly version, and it's based on the Charles Adam cartoons, which weren't kid friendly, but they kid friendly the old cartoons, the New Yorker cartoons. So I was okay with it. I saw what they were trying to do. This one, um, was I entertained? Did I, did I have a couple? Huh, that's clever. Yes, I did. What I what I recommend, it doesn't feel right, right? I mean, it's it's they go on a road trip and there's, you know, they're gonna go to Death Valley, they're gonna go to all these places, and that's kind of the joke. Uh I mean, uh, it's not as good as the first one. So if you don't like the first one, I don't know if I recommend it. Um, but that being said, my kids loved it. So there you go. I, I, I kept asking. I asked him like three times every time he'd see a trailer. You want to see that? No. You can't be within 50 feet of mixed. Oh, it's Mick. Hey. Well, no. I mean, according to Megan's law, hey, man. <laughs> hey, okay. old Jesus is here. Okay. So Jesus is out of shape. Bitch, was you on a chocolate bender? <laughs> That's fat Jesus to you. He's uh, the. Hey, hey, (laughs) so so we're gonna have to reinforce that cross. I'm sitting there, I'm sitting there with my wife, and I'm she's going, Well, didn't you have this thing tonight? And I go, Oh, no, 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 it's uh, it's in another 45 minutes. And she goes, Well, aren't they in another time zone from you? And I go, Yeah, they are, but that's okay, we're not important. Hold on, let me do this just to make Joe mad. See, time is the fire in which we burn. That's one of Joe's favorite quotes. (laughs) Is it your wife? Is that who you're trying to get into the frame? No, no, no. It was was my dog. It's Toby. My Toby. Toby was asleep, and I I didn't want to bring him up. And then uh, Paul had just delivered him. I guess he woke up. So yeah. Well, welcome (laughs) back. We haven't said one bad thing about you. You can listen to this later. Well, you can do it late. You know what you could do? Uh, you could you could do it later and then cut it in. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh yeah, shit. We Let's edit. do a lot of stuff that we have to fix in post since I have no responsibility for editing this. That's a big one right there. <laughs> yeah, we'll just fix it in post. Mick Strawn, one of our favorite people in the whole wide world. I'm not going to ask you how you're doing tonight, but I will ask you this question. Sure. <laughs> Is this only one question? Only one. Only one. What do you get? Uh, are you going to tell me about those movies that you signed all those non? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> the closest I get, the closest I can get to it is uh, is Pinocchio. Uh, <laughs> it's you know. Uh, <laughs> In other words, you're not going to tell me. No, 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 no. I, I, you know, you're leaving Joe up to make I, a monster you know what? joke. I, I'll, I'll tell you why I can tell you about the Pinocchio one. It's because absolutely everybody hated this film so bad that I, I would have everybody on my side. <laughs> <laughs> so Roberto Benigni. Yeah, I remember. Did, did a Pinocchio. Yeah. I don't know if you ever got a chance to see it. I only watched about 10 minutes of it. It's 
terrible. Can I give you just, can I give our audience a little, if you don't know who that is, he just won an Academy Award for uh, Life is Beautiful. Life is Beautiful, where they're dealing with a Holocaust and people being burned alive. So keep going. Right. And so he had decided that what he was going to do is he was going to do the true, the true story of Pinocchio, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, America being Americans, the only the only way that we can conceive of Cano- Pinocchio after Disney has yeah. done their bit with it is it is a children's film, right? Yep. It's a children's story. Um, so so they 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 said they they brought it over and then they this company that i worked with that that i was a part of uh, they said well listen you know uh here's what we need to do and, and it's you know one of those meetings where you sit around the table and the big table and said all we have to do is is we're we're gonna sell this to uh to the american audience and the american audience this is this is for kids right uh-huh. and then they proceed to show us the film now first of all it's just unintelligible i mean but but there is a scene in it <laughs> there is like a practically five minute long scene of them hanging pinocchio which is R- roberto benini like <laughs> and then swinging and then they cut from silhouette to his face going, oh in torture and i swear i'm not kidding at the end of it, you're just sitting here going I got you, that would explain the the Happy Meal toy that I got of Pinocchio <laughs> hanging. Now I know the history of that. That's obviously a story for the children. <laughs> it's obviously right. And so, so what they wanted us to do was to obviously we couldn't use any of the footage off of the film <laughs> because because it was horrific. And then it had this really dark tone too, you know. It was it was essentially yeah, like like behind me here, right? <laughs> it was like it, it was just dark and depressing and horrifying, and and uh, and the, the, you know, him being hung was the action sequence. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Jeez. It's oh god, it was awful. I'm gonna have so, to go back and rewatch it because yeah. I think I've only ever seen a few minutes here and a few minutes there. Yeah, you know, um, it's it's just just pretty weird. I mean, I it maybe it's Italian, you know. Yes, no, the, I don't the, think so. The but, the uh, author the author was Carlo Collati, right? Was the original author, right? I haven't. But I read. I tried. Have to read you the heard original. anybody ever? Have you ever heard anybody say anything about it? No. No, no, right? No, I've heard people talk about how terrible it is. Yeah, it, yeah, it, but it people is, forgot about it. It come and went, it came and went. It is so bad. It is. It is on the other side of bad. So it, it, it's you. You know, like bad is like ha ha ha. You know, no, mm-hmm. no. It's just it's bad. Um, on the verge of uncomfortable, right? Right. And, and if you get up to, if you get all the way through the death scene, through you know him being hung and stuff and pulled down. And by the way, that's really early in the film, and you're like, oh man, I don't know. <laughs> right. I I just felt I I, I felt you know fifty percent embarrassed and fifty percent just horrified, you know. And so here and 100% was hundred percent turned on, but keep yeah, going. Well, exactly. I was as 
hard they, as a log. I mean, they like, said Pinocchio was hung, it, and they yeah, was yeah, right. and they weren't kidding. It's like iron. So anyway, <laughs> sorry. So then they brought us in and said, "Well, what can you do to sell it to to the American audiences?" And I go, "Well." And, and, and all of us had different, really stupid ideas. I mean, you know, he's juggling oranges and, and, and you know, uh, basically, I think that we finally settled on two locations. Like, one of them was in a castle, and it was like, he breaks through the door, and when he breaks through the door, it breaks in the shape of Pinocchio, right? You know, going through yeah. the door, which, yeah. by the way, well, let me just tell you. That is not nearly as easy as you would think. <laughs> <laughs> the cartoons make it look so easy, but you know, if you if you cut out something for somebody to go through it like that, you pretty much have to make sure that that um, that they're going to go through in that particular shape, <laughs> or you wind up impaling them on the little point in between their. Right. <laughs> so you're saying Wally Coyote was full of shit? Right. <laughs> totally full. You know what? That wasn't true. It wasn't true. <laughs> I feel like I've just been lied to. So, so we long. like. So we did this. We did this. Uh, this. Uh, uh, you know, ju- ju- he's he's in a, a, a china shop. He's in a market, yeah. right? And the market is got a lot of glass in it because his nose keeps getting longer and longer and as and basically beans is we didn't have pinocchio all we had was this fake nose that we'd made we put it in front of the camera and went and banged things around and and uh oh god it was awful so it gets released <laughs> it get, get and here's the thing i've never been able to find it anywhere Right, and I know that it was released. It was. Uh, I remember. Yeah, it was released. Yeah, yeah. But I, but I know that that our promo for it was released, Um, and and not only was it released, but I was driving down the road one day in L.A. and and uh, Mark and Brian, which were the the two you know wacky DJs, Uh that. they they every year they had the um their most deceptive advertising um awards yeah that commercial got the most deceptive advertising award congratulations for being a liar and then somehow or other somehow or other the company then just made it disappear this was this was it wasn't pre-internet but it was at a time where you know uh you could actually still do that yeah and there is it it's back back it's gone it doesn't exist but um that's pretty embarrassing but let's just say that in general that was kind of the thing that kind of going in and fixing and sometimes we would fix things at the promo phase uh-huh sometimes we would fix things you know, it depended. Like we would have to look at the film and say, "Well, what do you think?" And then they would throw. Then they would pay us money. Yeah. And 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 I did a lot of things that were also on the film itself. Um, and I just can't. I, I wish that I could say, but you know, you know, they they got kind of uh, nested NDAs. You know. Yeah, I well, get the, it. And just in case anybody is fascinated about this Pinocchio story, just as a point of clarification, 
we were talking about the is it about 2002 Pinocchio, not the Robert Roberto Benini one where he plays Geppetto Pino. that came out in 2020. 2019. <laughs> no, yeah. no, not this one. Not this one. I forgot one. all yeah. about that, but you're right. He did do another. Yeah. Which that makes his me last think, film. Which makes me think, you know, how, how many versions of something should I start? <laughs> Maybe one of these days I'll get it right. <laughs> well, the, the, the great thing is, is they're trying to adapt. They're still trying to adapt the commercial, the commercial dance <laughs> from uh, 1940s, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. From that one. So uh, anyway, it, it was um, it, it was a horrifying experience. And I do remember that at one point um, there was a uh, and the camera crew that we had were kind of dicks because they weren't our normal crew. They were like uh, we actually had to get another camera crew because our guys weren't there. And um, and we wound up actually uh, this guy. Want, they wanted a shot of like fruit coming up at the camera. And mm -hmm. and they were being dicks about it <laughs> and and the thing is is I, I i just distinctly remember that uh you know we were working with an air mortar that had like eight pounds on it in mm -hmm. order to make the the fruit jump up yeah and uh and so the camera guy is laughing at me uh the, the camera guy is laughing at us and uh and i distinctly got on and, and i mean i had like had enough with these people i mean it was just nothing mm -hmm. seemed to be going right and they were kind of dicks and so uh we we're at eight pounds and, and then i got on the radio and i said uh to the to my guy that was operating the uh air cannon and i said well uh turn it up to 80 uh 80 pounds and i distinctly remember this this click click um mick <laughs> this is gonna sound funny but i but you know it actually it's honestly okay. said like you just said 80 pounds on the airborne i said that's a that's roger at roger and we just i just took i, I took out an entire lens and um <laughs> and, and about and about 30 percent of the cameraman himself from <laughs> down there he was coming after me <laughs> yeah it was one of those you know you know yeah. sometimes Sometimes yeah. it just works that way. Sometimes you yeah. just got to fuck over Mick Garris while you're trying to shoot critters too. <laughs> <laughs> Making him wait on his explosions. But hold on. I do have a question. Now, and even though I said I was only going to ask one, have you ever, while you were doing these, when you were either, and let's call them spicing up trailers, maybe the movie, whatever, did you ever have a filmmaker come after you? Get mad oh, at you? Uh, uh, no. no. <laughs> the actual no. director? No, no, no. These were never made with the actual. No, you have to understand is that. Or no, that, I mean one one where you're like you're fucking up my movie. I can't believe you've done this. And I, who was that guy? Who they would never that? know who I was. Okay. Here's the thing: they would never. I mean, one of the first things that I insisted on, and I and I had two other partners. One of the first things that we insisted on is so that they would never know who we were. <laughs> okay, I was curious. It had to be done after a certain amount of releases we were done in that weird you, you know um, uh -huh. the, the the producer usually wrangles to get the the uh the producer's release is the one that yeah. always gets in the theater mm -hmm. uh the director by that point is gone gone yeah and and usually the people that i would have been working for 90 percent of the time was the producer 
mm-hmm. the, the exu- producer or executive producers of the film. And it was, it was always really close to release time. So, um, so no, curious. no, I mean, they would never know. They would no, never know that I touched it. And, and the thing is, is it would all be within rights and, and they would never know. So, really quick we have mixed drawn our <laughs> our friends who's a great production designer on the show he's been back but you were late coming in and what i was going to introduce before we started was is that normally when we have guests i have a list of questions i know james and jad sometimes have lists of questions and i went out of my way this time i was even sitting at work busy today thinking no i gotta take a time and write some stuff down i want to ask him and ask him and ask him i was like no 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 let's do this like mick does this now mick what do you do? How do you prepare? I want you to tell the audience how you prepare before you go do a Q&A or one of these interviews because you are a great storyteller. How do you prepare? Tell us. I tell us, up. a wise one. I show up. <laughs> <laughs> and, and obviously, sometimes I don't even do that. <laughs> we're, not even, we're not even remotely angry. I was making jokes earlier and I was like, oh, now I feel bad because you're afraid. But I was other, that's actually the reason why I was joking with you. But so you don't, you don't prepare. You don't know what you're going to say before you got there, before you get here. Never, never. never. Have I... You go out of your way not to know what you're going to say. <laughs> Look, here's the thing you and I are both hearing this for the first time. Yep. And, and I, I, I like it that way. You know, I, yeah. I mean, I, Honest, honest to God, Joe, I got to tell you the truth. <laughs> I start so many of my sentences with not knowing how they're going to end. <laughs> I know. I know that's I how really you live do. your life. What? I know that's how you live your life. It's, it's how I've gone to this point. I would <laughs> never. Hey, listen, I don't know where I am right now, but the way that I got here is uh, uh, not knowing where I am right now. Yeah, <laughs> I think I just went cross-eyed, but that's it. <laughs> well, that's okay. I've got. I had a guy. No, no. Let me tell you something. Yeah. I I was I was two blocks from my house. I was getting milk one day, right? Yeah. I stopped at a stop sign, and I lived in a pretty good part of town, right? Mm-hmm. I stopped at a stop sign, and a guy jumped in my car, <laughs> and he said, "You got to get me across town." <laughs> You got to get me up to Fairfax right now. And I drove him to Fairfax. (laughs) (laughs) I, I'm not kidding. I am the only person that I know that literally looked up the sky one day and said to my, and said to like the guy that was in my car in another country, right? We both looked up and I said, Hey, you know what? I'm not kidding. It looks like that plane is going to hit that era. I I said and I did it this way. I said, you know how you when you see a plane and a and uh-huh. a helicopter moving towards each other, and you think they're gonna, you think they're gonna hit each other, and they never do, and they did. Oh, oh my God! <laughs> that was a very 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 uh, strange day. Uh, I, I was caught in traffic. Uh, I was in Auckland of all uh-huh. places. Uh, I was doing Hercules. Mm-hmm. and my art director is in the car with me and we are just halfway between one bridge and another and we were in traffic which you have to understand that there's never any traffic on this freeway i mean you know rush hour rush hour can is probably like 20 blocks long at best and you yeah. slow down to like 45 okay and we were stopped 
And I was like, wow, what the hell is that? And there was an accident uh, ahead of us, right? Mm -hmm. And the police copter comes from one way and and the and the uh the uh, airplane airplane from the uh news was uh -huh. coming from the other way and they right at right over us they picked that moment to try and cross lanes they hit each other and we were just both looking at them at the same time and it was like i, I remember that i saw through a windshield and i went oh fuck and we both now we both jumped out of the car and it was like the helicopter crashed right on the overpass right in front of us and burst into flames. And it was so hot that you could feel that flame coming off of us, uh -huh. off of it. And the, the airplane was still spinning in the air and he spun and he spun. And then he somehow kind of halfway got in control and he was just aiming right towards us. And we just oh like, my God. like, I was like, Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> well, Hell of a way cool. to go working on Hercules in New Zealand. I don't know how I got here, but I got here for that. <laughs> so look it up like this. And he somehow pulled it up just enough to crash on the one behind us. And it was actually uncomfortable. I thought that my hair was going to curl from the heat on both sides of us. Jeez. Uh -huh. Let me tell you something about people. People are kind of disgusting because we had to sit there for three hours. We sat there as witnesses. Yeah. We had to fill out a police report and I get back to my office. I sit down at the office. My art director sits down across from me and all of a sudden, <laughs> Well, the set dresser just walks up and he goes, "Hey, Mick, <laughs> how many, how many, uh, how many policemen does it take to uh, uh, op to operate uh, a, a, a police helicopter?" <laughs> and I said, "I don't know how many." And he says, "He says four. Uh, no, no, he said um, four. Uh, one, one." One is the pilot and three in the ashtray. Oh! <laughs> I'm assuming there were no survivors on either one of these uh, crashes. Uh, six, uh, six people dead. Jeez. Yeah. 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 And you know what? Here's the killer part of that. Because my, my life always has like this. Uh, uh, it, has, it has the same hit that every horror film would have, right? Right. So what would be the horror film hit second hit for that is in another three weeks, I got on a plane and through 17 hours. And I got to watch after still having still running that in your head yeah. thing in my head, I got to watch. And, and, and I don't know if they, I'm sure they don't do it anymore, but they used to have the screen that, um, uh, that showed where you were in the middle of the Pacific. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, well, that's just fucked up all the way around, isn't it? <laughs> I don't I don't have anything that could I could add to the story, but it just reminds me of my one moment of being on a plane where I was like, this is how it ends. Was I was driving back and and a colleague had convinced me the secret to flying was to take the red eye fly. It sold me I, I will get there at midnight. We'll get or the flight goes out at midnight. We'll get there at 10, get checked in, right? Get right. Seat. 
you'll be able to sleep. I'm not, I'm not going to be able to sleep on the flight. We're flying back, and we were flying back from Las Vegas, layover in Chicago or wherever. But literally, and we're flying the cheapest airline. I don't want to say names because I don't want to be sued by Frontier. But anyway, we're flying back, <laughs> and uh, you don't want to say you don't want to say the name, but it, but it, but it has a great spirit. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, we're flying back, and literally, it's they've got the lights dimmed. There's a bunch of people sleeping. I'm not because I don't like heights, and I, I, flying's not bad. But I, it, all of a sudden, it just comes over the, the the captain comes over real quick, going, "Oh, we got some flight turbulence coming up. I'm going to drop about 250 feet now." <laughs> Bam! Actually, it's 500 feet. 500 feet. Bam! Literally, I get that moment of weightlessness as he just dived it, and he goes, "We'll be fine the rest of the flight now." And I literally, a bunch of people wake up and they're like, "Did something happen?" I'm white knuckled in the seat, going, "Yeah, something happened, man. Something happened." <laughs> so yeah, no, I I can't compare to crashes and all that stuff but i will never forget 500 we're gonna drop 500 feet uh now (laughs) that's like flying with my dad (laughs) (laughs) i thought you were going to go another way with this yes well that's a (laughs) so he would have but he's still alive oh Oh. bingo so i'm sitting what do you want now i've got another question Sure. You worked on a shit ton of new line pictures. I did. Mm-hmm. Did you work? You, you know what? Yeah. When they say the house that Freddie built, <laughs> it's really funny. I was talking to a, a director friend of mine. Uh, oh, great. Completely. Is it the one who directed Freddie's Dead? Oh, no. Uh, Halloween 3. Uh, the, uh, Tommy uh, Lee Wallace? Leatherface. Leatherface. Oh, Jeff Burr. Jeff Burr. So, talking to Jeff Burr. Jeff Burr. Jeff Burr said that if it's true that Freddie is the house that uh, uh, Freddie is the house, there or that New Lion is uh, the house that Freddie built. New Lion is the house that Freddie made. Then, um, then you might as well just say uh, Mick Strawn is uh, <laughs> Mick Strawn is is that house. So. I, I built that house, goddammit. Well, <laughs> no judgment. I'm sitting here. So my kid has got into Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I got a good story about that, but yeah, go. Well, that's what I'm going to ask. I'm sitting there going, all three of these pieces of shit were made by New Line. Mick had to have had some experience with these. <laughs> here's, I, here's Because, by the way, I've had to watch Go Ninja, Go Ninja. Go. Oh, my God. He gets so excited at the Villanilla <laughs> Eyes part. And yesterday, he really was singing to the floor. Go ninja, go ninja, go! His head bouncing, and I was like, "Well, uh, one day I was uh, I, I was in the offices up there, and I can't remember what project I was working on, but uh, I, I would I would stop and talk to anybody. I just wander into their offices and talk to them, uh, you know, uh-huh. while I'm waiting for something, or because uh, I knew freaking everybody there. Well, I was talking right. to Sarah Risser. And Sarah Risser goes like this. Sarah, the, the, she's talking and she goes, man, she says, I got to tell you, we bought, uh, she says, I bought this thing for $3 million and I can't get anybody to be interested in it. I go, well, what are you talking about? And she goes, well, it's, it, it's just this, this little film. It's, uh, it's called Mutant Teen, <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, right? And, uh-huh. and, and uh, she, she was like, she says, I can't get anybody 
to even finish listening to the title of it. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you know, you, you need you need to change the title of that in order for somebody to actually listen to take it seriously. And it took her another year and a half. They had that project forever before they finally decided, eh, let's just do it. So did, did were you on any of the sets for any of those three? No, no. We we literally New Line bought that as a negative buyout. It was it was yeah, it was an independent before, film. Before they touched were it. all three of them made independently and New Line picked them up? Just the first uh, one? I don't know about the second two. All I know about is the first one. I, I know specifically about the first one because I, I know that they literally owned it for a while and did, had no idea what to do with it because they, they hadn't come up with them. They were not used to at that point, or mm -hmm. they were used to negative pickups, but most of their negative pickups back then were uh that they were used to what was like reaper madness <laughs> yeah like right that. right right now yeah. that's how that's how bob shea made his living right until, right right till mid 80s really i mean new, absolutely people don't remember new line you know negative pickup texas chainsaw massacre and other things and they, they, he started out showing movies through college campuses across the country it, what in exactly. the late 60s and the 70s correct right <laughs> that's that's correct but then they then they had to like kind of then they had other people they grew really Mm -hmm. they grew quickly i mean from the beginning of nightmare on elm street 3 to you know lord of the rings on uh that was a, an incredible growth spurt for them and and i don't think that they really understood i i you know uh they had a new york office you know which was basically started in new york yeah um uh jack shoulder the guy who mm -hmm. i i'm working with jack shoulder right now again uh Jack Shoulder, who did the hidden, did Nightmare on Elm Street too. Used yep. to cut their, used to cut their. Uh, uh, he got like, they would get European films and weird surfing films and stuff like that. And 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 I, I remember this because I always say exactly the same thing. Bob Shea would say, uh, "Take twenty minutes out of it, and then we're going to re-release." <laughs> right. And, and the process of taking twenty minutes out of it improved it. No matter what it is, I'm telling you, I don't care what it is. You take 20 minutes out of it, it's going to be a better film. <laughs> so that leads me to, and I'm sorry, I'm, I'm cannibalizing. You guys got questions? You? Oh no, I, what I was going to say, and actually going back to that, uh, I, I, my my kids have been. We introduced my kids to uh, they're they're eight, and I lied. That's no wrong. They're ten and twelve. Um, but I introduced them. My, my wife said, I think we need to show them Nightmare on Elm Street, the first one. I said, okay. Well, that actually got them interested because my, my son has been exposed to violent video games his entire life. And he goes, well, it's not that scary. And, but he said, I am interested in some of the things. So he started watching uh, Netflix, movies that made us. Mm -hmm. And as we were watching it, all I could keep thinking is, when are they just going to have a, an entire season of mixed drawn stories? Like I think they need movies that made us electric boogaloo. <laughs> well, let me tell you. Us. Let me tell you something. This is for your kids because um, I want to tell you how I saw Nightmare on Elm Street three and four. Um, I, I I saw them both as as uh, as classic journey fables, mm -hmm. right? Uh, Sinbad the Sailor kind of stuff. Yeah, I saw them that more than I saw them as horror films because 
I mean, Freddie is going to be what he's going to be, right? And and, and the thing to me, and and this is when we did three, the thing that we wanted to do is we wanted to make them. Bob said, you know, everybody has to bring a major. We're going to take three major items, and and, and uh, we've 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 taken care of the Superman problem by rewriting it by by bringing in. Uh, uh, you know what the Superman problem is, right? What do you mean? Explain okay. yourself. Without Kryptonite, yeah, Superman would never make an interesting film. Agreed. Right? It barely Why makes one now. To keep going. Right, right, exactly. It's a problem. Is if you look at it, that film, if you look at any of those films, and you realize that the the biggest problem that they could ever have is that, and, and it's a problem I have with Superman is. Until you can figure out somehow to to shoehorn kryptonite in, it's mm -hmm. just not an interesting film. It's just exactly. not an interesting premise because the guy can do everything and anything, including spending time back and changing everything. I mean, how yeah. how do you have a uh, uh, how do you create conflict? Yeah, um, you you have to put something in a suitcase and carry the suitcase to him and open it up and go. Ah, kryptonite right you know yeah that's the superman problem and superman has always had it and and it's it's why it's such a hit and miss project right mm -hmm. um so we took care of the superman problem by her being able to bring people into the dreams because mm -hmm. then we can get together you know because the superman problem is this eventually you got to go to sleep right yep and so unless you bring freddie out of the dreams which they did on two massively unsuccessfully i might add mm -hmm. um unless you bring them out of the dreams then it isn't going to work so that was number one we were going to you know bring people out of the dreams the second thing that we did is we have a real and bob shay i was in the meeting that developed this and bob shay is like we obviously have got a, a better actor uh than we don't have a guy in a rubber mask, you know, right. and we're not using him. And so we're going to create this suave kind of strange dichotomy character, you know, that, that you want to laugh at as he's killing your heroes. Right. Mm -hmm. That's, that's exactly. So, so the second thing was to use Freddie. And the third thing was, that's why they had me. <laughs> it's because the third thing they say, and I say, okay, that goes along with what I'm saying. What I'm thinking is, is that we take it, we stop doing these as, as location films, which is what they had been. Not yeah. only had they been location films, they had been very specific location films. You know, like we're still on the street, right? Mm -hmm. I say, we're going to stop shooting on location. We're going to come onto the stage and we're going to just, I'm going to figure these out li like, like you're taking, like you're walking through one of those um, uh, carnivals that lands uh, at at Target, right? Yeah. <laughs> I want that kind of interesting movement that you know, like I want it. I want it to be interesting. I want it to be a journey film, right? Mm -hmm. And the third, and then the and then the fourth, and I had somebody. I had so many people ask me. He says, "Well, you know, if." If that's what that was, then what's four? When I was on four, I said, "Well, four is is then 
definitely going to be uh, Disneyland. And, I, and, and that's the interesting thing about those two films. And I keep telling people about this. There, none of the rest of the films has that. Is Those are both journeys. Yeah. I, I do want to say something because I, I, I honestly, uh, Halloween, we just over Halloween. I, I think it was because we we met we talked to you. We had we had dinner with you when you were in town. Right. I just had suddenly a blast. Uh, dinner with Mick Strong. Yeah, I had a blast. I was yeah. I was on I was I was Our trying to look for something. Good. I was trying to watch something to watch for Halloween, and I turned on HBO Max, and there was Nightmare on Elm Street three and four and five, and in my queue. So I'm like, I'm watching them. Right. And <laughs> I will say this. Uh, you can definitely get the Mick Strawn look in those first in those two films because it's claustrophobic, it's dirty. Just looking at those sets make you want to have a tetanus shot. <laughs> and it is so it is so dark and amazing. And I think honestly, so three, four, and five tell an ongoing story, right? And that's lost in five because they don't have that look. And and, and, and see that was not. That was not part of my look. That the, the you know three and four, I, my sister came on as my set decorator. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and by the time we got to the fifth one, and I think she did the sixth one, it, it was just her look. Yeah, and and, and she didn't have, I, you know the 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 magic of the journey the 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 going like like there's a higher concentration on on these kills and where we are on the kills and stuff yeah but but getting there is not is interesting you know right and, and that's that's what i that's how i saw it i mean that we, we really were we're on a journey you know and and that it, it's kind of a, a weird magical journey and that uh, was my main thing with five is it it honestly make it just looked too clean I was, yeah. it was, it was wide open. Everything, nothing was cramped in. It was just like, I was watching three and four. And by the way, uh, I do want to say this. I forgot how big of a crush I had on the naked model in part three. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I was like, damn. And I think that might, it was either her or Paul Abdul. That was my awakening as a, as a child. <laughs> and I'm leaning more towards her. <laughs> You know, I I, I got to tell you the the, the character uh, I forget his name, but the guy I that think played it's Joey. Joey. Yeah, but the guy that played Joey, uh, he got he got all the tits, and then he got tortured for it. Right? Yeah. You know, it, 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 it's like we put that guy. We showed him. So we said, "Oh, guess what? You're going to see these great tits, and then we're just going to fucking torture you for weeks." And, and we, hung him, we hung him upside down and sideways. And, and, and I mean, not it's not like we hung him sideways for like 20 minutes. It's like every time that we, we said, this is going to be a little comfortable. It'd be like the dog. It's, you know, it's this is going to be a little bit uncomfortable. And then we'd leave him there for 14 hours. It, it's, it's like if the doctor came in and said, this is going to pinch a little, right? And then he just like jabbed that needle in there for 14 hours. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 you know the little idiot kept coming back <laughs> i will say this uh, I, I wish i could it's remember the pain. article or i wish i could remember the article or where i read it it was just recently but they mentioned how in part four you know with him 
Yeah, like he yeah. literally like four is literally the ultimate 80s film right because it had a death by waterbed right it, it did it did absolutely and you know what they asked him about it they said so who was it like to be drowned by freddie he goes well compared to nightmare on street three it, it was like a day at a spa was- <laughs> well that's what it's funny you mentioned that because i think I, I do think it was uh it was one of the the again the movies that made us but it's somebody quoting uh, or quoting somebody that is either quoting or quoting somebody that worked with Bob Shea. And they just keep saying, you got to suffer for your craft. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the ongoing advice that was given when it came to working on those films. So obviously he took a page from that book and suffered. Uh, I, I'm not kidding. My, my, uh, <laughs> my wife and I, and this is the only time that she and I both went to a rap party ever. We went to the rap party from Nightmare on Elm Street 3. And it was, Nightmare on Elm Street 3 was where I learned how to just deal with like bad situations, you know? I mean, you know, like 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 the budget people will come out and go, look, we're having this problem here and this problem here, this problem here. And I go, okay, I'll fire the crew. And I'd go out and fire the crew. Uh-huh. And literally in the morning, they would come and say, nothing's ready. And I go, well, yeah. Uh, yeah <laughs> and they go like you can't do that and i go well you didn't have any money for me <laughs> and they go look we'll get you we'll find you some money <laughs> and i thought and, and and i learned from there on i said okay well you know what if you don't have enough money hmm, i'll go home how about that <laughs> i've got a solution for you you know what tell you what better yet next time I'll leave the crew and I'll just go home. How about that? (laughs) (laughs) Neither way did it seem to work with them. Some people are never happy, but so we're at the party. See, didn't think I was going to get back to the party. Well, I was about to ask a question if you didn't, but keep going. (laughs) So we're at the party. (laughs) So we're at the party. It's a bowling party, right? Yeah. And Bob Shea comes up to me where me and Paula are sitting. And I mean, this is, this is literally, I did not sleep. At, literally I, the longest i have ever actually been awake which was 72 hours whoa and then i ran out of gas in my man phone, really strange but yeah and i mean under stress for that mm-hmm. long literally awake that long just because i was under stress all the time right uh just because i just couldn't get it we were shooting four units and nobody had all the answers all the time right it was just right. me and um and so so it was really hard on me, you know, uh, and and so my wife and I are bowling, and Pop Shea comes up and goes, "Well, you know what? I I I, I got to tell you, Mick. Um, I, I guess it came out all right. I guess it came out all right." And, and then he goes, "Although I really I cannot <laughs> I cannot uh, agree with the way that you deal with the budget and my." wife started in on him <laughs> she was in psych and we agreed on the way out that that was the last one that she really wasn't gonna have to she wasn't gonna be able to show up for any more of these because i literally had to back her up <laughs> so not only did you work on because we've actually never really talked to you about nightmare on elm street and i know i'm imagining that's the number one question you get right are the nightmare films 
You wrote a book. I mean, well, I know it, you wrote the book, well, but you passed the book. Well, the number one question I got is like, did you leave that smell in there? Was that you? Oh my god. I said that when I took a drink out of my I water was gonna cup. say, learn to turn on a fan. <laughs> but so the not are the past your joke, are the nightmare films the number one thing you get asked about? Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not even you close, what? right? Let me tell you. I, I gotta tell you. I just want to show you this. Is I always get this. Um, this. This happens at least twice a week. Would you happen to have any props or anything from Leatherface for sale? So right, Leatherface is number two. Just just Joe Blow, right? Right. From Leather. I get asked every two days if if I I have any critters from Critters Two, if I have any uh, anything from um, Fantastic Four, or, or did I have do I have a spare claw, a spare glove hanging yeah. around from Freddy? Uh, you know, it's like every two days I have to put up with that shit. I'm oh, like, that's annoying. It's it's incredibly annoying. It's and here's the thing. And I found out that this is just my personality. But uh, Mick, uh, do you? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay, then I'm going to tell you exactly what I tell everybody else. That was an easy joke. I had to do it. Yeah, you know, it's like, oh, oh, never let me said you didn't go for the cheapest joke you could find. Exactly. Well, that way you get, you know what? That way you get, you get more joke for your money. <laughs> And these fuckers who are listening to this aren't paying a dime, so you go right ahead. <laughs> I am the dollar general of punchlines. Uh, which means so, in very rural areas. Yeah, no. <laughs> so the, the reality is, is, is that when I walk out of a show, I hate everything. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I mean, and it's, it, it's, it, it's, it's an, it's an artist thing, you know? It's like, the, the the piece of art that you hate the most as an artist is the one that you just finished right mm -hmm. and 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 it's like oh god i can't i remember having this discussion literally while they were taking the the uh steel doors that i had they took the steel doors that i had made for nightmare on Elm street four i went out and made them myself at five four o'clock in the morning because they had done that three times and got them wrong every time for yeah. the claws right uh and i finally went out and just cut them with a torch myself and built the whole thing right and as they were taking it off, off and putting it in a dumpster uh i had like one crewman or something going don't don't you don't you want that i was like what you're gonna put it in my fucking living room <laughs> I mean, Really? Are you kidding? I mean, you, you know, I have a lot of kids. I guess I could just throw one of them out and, and, and put it in there and put it in that room. But I, I just, I, I just have absolutely no attachment to it. Just, uh, it, and you know what? Here's, here's the advantage for the way that I think of things. It's still going to be around forever. Right. Well, and too, and it's, a, and you correct me if I'm wrong here, you know, it's like, we always hear stories of actors like, oh, I stole this mask. I stole this ring. I stole this dress. That's actors, I actors, actors are maybe on set. They, 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 they have a job. They have a hard job, but their jobs are small and minute. And so, but you're working your ass off three days straight just to get 
and you're like i'm exhausted i don't want to have anything to do with this after i'm done you, with you it. start you start on a nightmare you start you know 10 to 12 weeks before everybody yeah you know, yeah and 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 the amount and and from that point you know you're not sleeping right and you go on and on through the whole show you know and and i always used to get this weird thing is is like in the last few days of the show um thing it, it, it's it's like that lit that list and, and here's here's another thing about being that much centered in the show is is that your list changes all the time so that you can't actually write it down if you did uh by the time you actually got it all written down it would it would all be completely and horribly out of date right mm -hmm. so, so what i used to do is i used to make the film in my head and then and then as the film would change then i would know that everything that i had to do would have to change in such and such a way so all i had to do was if you told me currently even without changing the script if you told me currently how we were going to do it that's how we did it right that's i would have everything for that um script never made any difference to me at all you know i usually read it a couple of times and then just it goes to the back of my head. It's like then from then on, it's a verbal, it's a huge verbal mm -hmm. thing uh, from then on. But the end of the film, like you would, you would get to that last week and you would have been fewer and fewer things on the list. And so <laughs> the list like start going faster and faster and faster. And then the list is gone and you start looking around going, Hey, they put a stop sign in right next to my house. No. <laughs> <laughs> so but you I, and my, wife, my wife goes yeah they did that six months ago i go really really <laughs> <laughs> but you've talked about this before there's literally you have thrown in dumpsters as the as the show quits because like you've talked about before who's ever going to give two shits about critters too of all the things that right. if you'd have, See, if you'd have had a warehouse you would be is, setting on a hundred million dollars See, that is the other thing though is 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 you don't know and here's the and here's the the totally strange thing is this is if you look at my resume the weird thing about it is there is something to be said for me having collected stuff because i worked on a lot of really weird iconic stuff mm -hmm. but let me tell you not everybody did i mean yep. jock hakeken take a look sometime take a look at jock hakeken's resume now I love Jacques Hakeken, and Jacques he's the Hakeken, DP on Nightmare on Elm Street for everybody, right? Is it right? Yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street, and he did Quiet Cool, and he worked with me on the Hidden, and and he he's just one of my nearest and dearest friends, and can be a complete jerk. Don't get me wrong, but um, uh, the thing is, is you look at his body of work from Nightmare on Elm Street up. He's done as many films as I have you won't recognize one of them, mm -hmm. you know? And I go, wow, how is it? See, and it's funny is, is like, so uh, you don't know how cloistered you are in how, it, when mm -hmm. you're working in the business and you're working in the Hollywood area um, is, is you're, you're only, you're only as good as the next thing that you're going to do. Right. <laughs> and so you tend to like, just throw the past out, you know, it wasn't, it literally wasn't until a few years ago that I kind of all of a sudden realized like, you know, like there was a possibility that somebody else remembered the films that I had done. Right. Mm -hmm. but, but I run an extraordinarily 
huge bunch of them are are really well remembered these days you know even if at the time you know we, we were in the gutter i mean you know uh porn stars had more you know uh yeah than horror films film, especially in the yeah, 80s oh, but... yeah God, it was in the 80s you know we were uh we were pretty far down the uh, down the old totem pole. You, know? you were making all the money. You were making the tons of money, though. I mean, the, they, were, they were doing bo- well. The box office, the box office. For yeah, like right, right. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, weren't yeah, making not, any money we at all. We weren't making any money. But you've told that story before that Rachel Talalay at your sister's a funeral, correct? Said if you thought right. about your honestly, she was she she she. And Rachel Talalay directed Freddie's Dead. She went on. To, I'm sorry, just for our audience. She went actually. She's she's famous all over again for directing Doctor Who now right oh yeah no yeah sure. and many other things yeah and you know that's one of the things oh, like girl and oh, girl, yeah. which is one of chad's favorite movies and, yeah. and she's just she is is one of my favorite human beings in the world uh, uh i talk to her all the time my yeah. daughter's just actually recently loved the movie that she made so yeah the babysitter's guide to monster hunting they loved it yeah and the thing is is she came up to me at my sister's funeral and she said you know you you ought to think about your legacy. And I was like, my what? <laughs> your yeah. legacy. And I honestly, I, I just sit there. I went, you mean I have a legacy? <laughs> I just never occurred to me. It never occurred to me. Yeah, I, I completely understand that because here's my next question that I was going to ask 20. I got all the way back to get back to this. Your legacy is, is I can't believe that as we've been talking, and I've wanted to do this a dozen times because full disclosure, we're all friends <laughs> and it's, it is cool that we get to hang out. We just hung out together for three days at Scarefest. Yeah. I've never asked you, have we ever asked him about the fat boys and working on the Freddy's? He, we talked about it briefly uh, in our second episode, but we never we got briefly? into it. Briefly? I don't even remember the brief. I, by the way, know, this is my, this is my problem is I don't go back and listen to episodes. Mick knows this, by the way, already is like, right. you go listen to it, Mick. You go, fuck no, I don't listen to my stuff. And I go, I don't try to and either it's, a lot. It's honestly kind of funny, Mick. I do got a story. Story, but uh, this week you know, again my, like, my kids love halloween like i do yeah and uh i dropped them off at school and we have this period where we have to wait in the car and we either we talk but that one day we were listening to music and they're like daddy what'd you listen to at halloween and i started listening all the uh, we started listening to it and then i pulled out my phone i mick i completely forgot i pulled up the fat boys video <laughs> and the girls are watching it going this is amazing and I'm not joking because, uh, you know, and uh, you all, for our listeners, I had a conversation with Mick about uh, my daughter. I told her I was going to have dinner with Mick and he, she goes, who's Mick? And I said, oh, honey, he's uh, he's a friend of mine. We met uh, through Scarefest. He actually makes movies. Well, what movies did he make? And I started listing them off and I said the Fantastic Four and her mouth dropped. And she's like, tell him he i think the fantastic four is amazing and i said i will do that honey but anyway so they know your name so they're watching the fat boys video on the phone and the credit and i didn't realize it had credits yeah I, compl- I completely really forgot strange that it does doesn't it yeah and i completely forgot mick worked on this in the in the and they go daddy is that your friend and i, I look over it's like oh jesus yeah that's me <laughs> <laughs> I, that was that was that was with them uh i i was hanging out in front with them uh on, on those little scooters that were uh promoed right uh-huh. yeah and, and we're, we're all sitting out there and uh 
and everybody had to take a turn uh, going out and babysitting them <laughs> because nobody nobody trusted because that was right where we were going to do Freddy's uh, nightmares, right? Yeah. yeah. And and we were just using that warehouse space just to load stuff in and, and get ready for that show. And so, um, I mean, they they kept they kept saying things like, "Well, we want to make sure that you know they don't get hurt in there." And I meant, and I know 100% that uh, uh, not get hurt means that none of the computers disappear or anything like that. Yeah, you know, <laughs> be, you know, because just because, right? Yeah, so yeah, I'm yeah. hanging, I'm hanging out there. It's my turn to go hang out with them, and I, and I'm sitting on a scooter, and they're sitting on a scooter, and the, and everybody starts uh starts uh talking about uh about who's better, you know. Um, who, who's, you know, like, uh, it's, and everybody would like, they had, they pulled their favorites and it was like Leatherface. I think it was Leatherface and Jason and, and, uh, Freddie, right. Yeah. Uh, the classics, just, they just went with the classics. Right. And, um, like who's better. And, and I just remember them going back and forth and back and forth. And after so at some point, the really short, really heavy guy with gold teeth. Right. Yeah. Starts getting just quiet, quiet, and he had a very high voice. He he sung all the high parts for them, right? Uh, it, <laughs> and all of a sudden, he goes, "You know, man, I'm, I'm telling you, it, it's it, it's Freddie. Freddie's the baddest ever. And you know why? You, you know why, huh? Right? You know why? Because Freddie come and get you in your dreams, man. And he got damn dreams, and how can deal with that?" <laughs> and the way that he said it was so forceful and so in such a weird voice that everybody had to go yeah okay <laughs> well i love your impersonation so you were rolling right was it after three or four that they did this the, that season of freddy's nightmares i can't one can't remember was it right after four or is it after three i don't remember right after four is it right after four yeah right after four did you work on all the episodes no i i think I, I, your imdb I, has you at like 10 or 12 uh 22 i think i did the first 22 you did the first 22 there were there were i think there were 44 one hour episodes made yeah and, and they're really I hard did, to find now i did the first 22 ever uh, they split the seasons at 22 so they did two seasons and there's just no way i could do another i mean literally i was i was so tired it, in the last two or three, I remember that uh, uh, <laughs> we got, it was like Thanksgiving. I think that we were on our 18th or 19th, you know, um, and it was just, at that point, it was just hanging on by my fingernails. And um, I had a day off and my wife sent me out to get milk mm -hmm. uh, at the supermarket. And, and I was going and, and my dad found me, you know, like, I think an hour and a half later came down and literally I was just going down aisle by aisle, just looking at every item going, well, that's not milk. And that's not <laughs> milk. And that's not milk. That was toast. <laughs> Awful. But that's not the only anthology series you worked on. You also worked on tales from the dark side. Yeah. Way back in the day. I mean, that's, that, that, that was great because you know what you know you'd get a script and, and people would say well how are you going to do this <laughs> that was made for lore because everybody everybody that worked on the stage was an absolute moron 
what, what were those? including myself i i was i was probably one of the more more uh uh uh, you know, the cream rises to the top. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And like, no matter what I was, I think I was a construction coordinator, had absolutely nothing to do with it. You know, it's just like, like, like you just went as a group and went, yeah, let's go do this. No, I'm going to make that. And, we're gonna, we're gonna get this. and that was, yeah, the whole thing was like kind of that way. It was, uh, it, it was like a learning experience for everybody and, and, and a learning, you know, learning without teachers. So, sort of like uh, uh, Doctors Without Borders. Mm-hmm. <laughs> learning, lo- learning filmmaking without teachers, you know? And both of those shows, I mean, even Freddy's Nightmares was low, low budget, right? Yeah, no, no. They were, we, we were filming, we were filming down in, in a place that was uh, in the very heart of the, uh, of the old industrial part of LA, down south and, and east uh, of LA proper. And uh, we were right next to the um, to the Oscar Mayer, uh, and they still had the stockyard, and the processing plant was right there. And uh, we used to call it Pig Death Thursday. And on Pig Death Thursday, you could hear the screen. We couldn't film on Pig Death Thursday because of the screams of the pigs and the smell. <laughs> Oh, oh my god. Big shit would roll <laughs> over our little shit. <laughs> oh, I, no. I grew up on a farm and I can picture so much of what you just said. And no, you, you're not filming nothing. Pig. Unless unless you're filming pig deaths. You no, unless you ain't filming anything, man. That sounds and, awful. No, oh, oh. that would be that would be our weekend. Would be start that day and Friday. <laughs> Because those are the two days that everything just stunk and their screaming was in the air and stuff. And it was like, oh, man, it was a fun place. Really <laughs> now, fun. have you ate a hot dog since? <laughs> Not often. <I'm> <laughs> Whatever. Oh, I did. I enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, they didn't go to work, but he still did. Just to watch. Yeah. Just to watch. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm going to ask. The great thing, but the great thing is, is this, is. If you look it up, you ought to look up what the building looked like <laughs> because it was painted with all of these happy dancing pigs <laughs> all over it. Oh, I mean, they were everywhere. The happy dancing pigs were everywhere. And it was like, oh my God. You know what? The, the pictures of the happy dancing pigs doesn't make up for the screams of terror and the false advertising. Yeah, false advertising <laughs> and the waves of shit smell coming off of that building. Oh my I, God. I, I have to ask you a question though. And I, this may be a question that you don't get asked a lot of, about a film you don't get asked about a lot, but talking about immortality in film and your legacy you do have the Nightmare on Elm Street. You have, have worked on horror anthologies that people still regard highly. You also worked on a film that became an episode of Mystery Science Theater 3000, Alien from L.A. I just want to know if you have any Alien from Alien L.A. From stories. LA. Alien from L.A. Alien from L.A. was a, 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 a I want to say... <laughs> well, you were say... the construction foreman, according to IMDb. Yeah. Sort of. Did I break my? Did I get broken? Uh, I don't even know that one. Alien oh, that's Kathy Ireland's. Yeah, yeah. yeah sorry, I, I blanked no, out. No, hold on, because I'm I'm putting this in perspective. Uh, also, another I, Canon picture that you worked. It was on. Canon picture. That's right. Okay, I was gonna say that was a Canon picture. Okay, here's the thing. Most of that was made in South Africa. 
Mm -hmm. And and the parts that we made were we we had an enormous warehouse and they 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 shot that film over a two year period uh, in little bits and pieces trying to fix it because it was terrible. Um, and think about this, even worse than it actually was when it was released. Um, it was terrible. And so we had this enormous warehouse and we came in and uh, we built all these fix-it sets for that, which is really weird because that's kind of like later on became a theme <laughs> for, for things that I did later on is figuring out how to fix shit. Right. Uh -huh. And so we had all these sets that we had to fix things and um, including uh, they had a boiler room there. Right. And we went in the in and we dressed the boiler room for like some mysterious. We put all these organic. Bits in it like 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 the, it had been, you know, like it was steampunked out of the earth. Right. Yeah. And uh, and then and we, we I think we spent I think I spent maybe eight, eight weeks or eight weeks or something. It wasn't a long time. And uh, I remember that. Uh, that we all got kicked that they couldn't then film in there and they had to redo it again because of, of the asbestos poisoning. <laughs> they couldn't film in there. But we had been there in there for eight weeks. <laughs> That's my oh God. I cannot figure out why I'm still alive. Trust so me. So between <laughs> pig death chambers and asbestos houses, you're just good, knocking them out of the park. Good, good times had by all. I mean, just, well, I was trying to look it up. It was directed by Albert Pune, who did like all the kickboxer films or a lot of them. And Cyborg, uh, Cyborg yes. The, the yeah. original Captain American film. Yeah. 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 See, but not a lot of those were made in America. They were yeah, modified in America, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, that was just one that I, I know, you know, like I said, it, it, it got a second life, so to speak, well, on you know, Mystery Science Theater. But but there's so many that that I work on. I can think of two as an example, but that I worked on that never got into that never got into IMDB. Like um I did I did all the Chelsea Hotel work and all the interior of the hotel work for um sid and nancy uh-huh and that didn't show up anywhere uh that's not on imdb the other thing is um the other jeff burr film uh stepfather two no uh dark night of the Scare dark night of the Scare dark night Scare yeah, yeah 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 see and i was production design that and i and they didn't get that yeah thing is but is IMDb was is a pretty hit and miss. I mean, nowadays it's it's critical. I mean, it seems like everybody's yeah. career is based on it. But you have to understand that it didn't come out until like 1999 or something like yeah. that. And, and by and by that time, the you know, I'd already been working on the business almost 20 years. Well, so, do you ever contact them about correcting it? How big of a bitch is that? Why would I do that? I don't know. I was say, <laughs> but what you're telling us is that they miss those. They miss those that are probably, I mean, Sid and Nancy pretty well known. Right. But they it's made Alex, sure that guy's name, the director. They made sure they gave you credit for, and I've got it here on my phone, Rockin' with Roseanne. Hey, that was uh, a lot of fun. 
Roseanne sings funny songs for children is a review uh, or it's a, the, the summary there. Uh, so they make sure you got credit for that. So if anybody has any question, hey, who did this work for the set design and construction of Rockin' with Roseanne? That's right. They gave you credit. It's mixed. Drama. We were we, we were standing behind the stage of that, and I was standing there with uh with my uh, uh construction coordinator, and we were we were just just waiting because there was an entrance out onto the set, right? And 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 we just happened to be on either side of the entrance because we were the one guys that were pulling the curtain aside, right? <laughs> and all of a sudden, I I heard this enormous fart come out, right? <laughs> And, and this, this, <laughs> I wasn't, I was looking out onto the stage and, and somebody behind me goes, well, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was Roseanne. <laughs> <laughs> that but, was a good one. <laughs> by the way, I can almost guarantee this is the only, this is a podcast exclusive for Boathead. Yeah. Nobody else gave you there a behind-the-scenes story. There you go. I'm, I'm telling you, I've never told that one before. About rocking with Roseanne. Well, rocking with Roseanne. And and we've been going for an hour and a half. I want to before we leave. I do want to talk about something we we never do. And other than it was great hanging out with you, Scarface. I want to talk about your upcoming projects because I know you're going to be doing two or three things, and I want you to talk about them. First of all, are you still going to be acting in Tatnus's film? Yes, I'm going to play forget? his grandfather. I'm going to be. I'm going to be playing his grandfather. Which is funny. I just had a long discussion with him the other day, and and, and th- let's let's put it this way: by the end of the discussion, we had finally figured out that um, that um, my safe my safe word was going to be uh, peanut butter falcon. So whenever I just wanted to break <laughs> away from the son of a bitch. Because we get talking, we can't stop. And so I, I, I created, I say, when I say peanut butter falcon, I'm going to leave, all right? And he mm-hmm. goes, peanut butter falcon, that's great. And I said, peanut butter falcon, and I hung up. <laughs> <laughs> and for you guys who don't know, he's an MMA fighter. He owns Tatnus. Uh, who are we talking about? You want to say his name or are we allowed? Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, uh, Clary, uh, Keith McClary. McClary. I always have trouble with McClary. You know, it, he's Canadian. Yeah, and Keith's really nice. Uh, but uh, so he's you've got really that. Guy. What are you going to do? I've got that coming up. I've got that coming up. Uh, I have another show in Canada that I am playing. Uh, I, I am not only production designing, but I'm doing the wraparound on. Uh, uh, I the primary wraparound character as the bookseller. <laughs> oh, when do you do that? Um, I actually have done half of it, and the rest of it I'm doing in January. Oh, that's uh, cool. That's a great uh, time to be in fucking Canada. Oh, <laughs> you know what? I sort of got. I, I went out there to do that this summer. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking to myself, Toronto. Wow, it was a hundred. I'm telling you, it was a hundred degrees here and raindrops were dropping and then just turning around right at about eye level and going back up again and uh-huh. it was the humidity it was just horrible and somebody invited me up to canada to film you. to film for like a couple of weeks and i thought oh man that's that's incredible i uh, I, I would love that and then i got a plane and guess what it's 100 degrees at uh 85 <laughs> humidity uh in toronto 
Nice. I was in, <laughs> but going, Toronto was no, a fun it's city. Like, it's never like this. And I say, well, yeah, that's because it followed me. <laughs> but at least Toronto is a fun city. There's a lot of great restaurants, a lot of things to do. Oh, I know. I, you, you know, it does have is it's very interesting. It's 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 got so many little tiny. It's like the land of little tiny uh, stores. Mm-hmm. You yep. know, it, it has hundred thousand little tiny places to uh, to get lost. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're also doing something for Jack Shoulder. Can you talk about that? Oh yeah, uh, uh, I think that that just recently changed. Uh, it's called Fear of the Night, mm-hmm. but I think it's uh, I, I think it's been changed. Uh, Jack Shoulder and I are working together. We hadn't worked together in you know thirty years. Mm-hmm. Uh, 35 34 and by 30 years i mean probably 40 um uh not since the hidden not since the hidden yeah yeah uh and uh it's a it's a vampire it's a really interesting take on the vampire film you know it's 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 sort of um it's feminized a feminized vampire film uh are you doing the production design production i'm doing production design on that uh, then uh, next year, uh, I'm directing a film uh, called The House in the Pines. Mm-hmm. That's the uh, one where the boneheads are going to expect some sort of at least on set. Yes. We're going to make well, our gonna way be, there. That's going to that's going to film in Tennessee, and you guys will be here um, as my own personal slaves. Um, I'm directing that one. Uh, do I have to wear one of those? Uh, do I have to wear one of those ball gags? Or are we Basically. talking different types? Uh, this of is where he's. Go- and by the way, if he goes back and listens to it, this is where he's going to use the fish food. <laughs> we won't get that joke now, Mick. But later, later, yeah, before later, you later, 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 I'll mean that laugh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so who's the the other one is I'm also working on a film called Campfire that films next year uh that has a huge uh, cast in it and most of these films like uh like i start out by you know advising them on something and and then i unintentionally get dragged into it so well and you and mcclary in, in all honesty mcclary at mcclary was just asking for it son of a bitch. and he's well and we've and and we can just say this out loud we did a couple of pilots for him for something too for for podcasting so we 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 kind of he but he, he's never really gotten back to us he, he, I, don't, he, I, I don't know if it's i don't know i i think that he might have taken a left-hand turn with his creativity <laughs> yeah to now he's making his own damn movie and now he's making his own damn movie and you know and, and who who else is he gonna ask about things you know Right. No, I, I like actually wasn't being sarcastic. I I normally would have just stopped it there going, yeah, he's a nice guy. I actually think he is really nice guy. He's a really nice guy. He and I messaged back and forth the other day about when I, he starts doing his crowdfunding for it. I, the reason I the, the way that I, I got a hold of him is uh, he just got, got a hold of me as uh, as uh, uh, as an interesting celebrity type. Mm-hmm. And I was on his show and 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 basically I I, 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 he just stomped Americans and I stomped Canadians for an hour and a half. And <laughs> we're supposed going, to have it's it. pretty much been going that way ever since, you know. And you guys have done a couple of podcasts together, so that leads me to. And we were supposed to have Keith scheduled on the show, and we've not done that either. So, sorry, by the way, if he's listening right now, we we promise to get that done. 
I got to ask you a question. What about podcasting? Have you not been, you're still doing a little bit, but rabbit hole. Kind of- you know what? I couldn't rabbit hole drove me crazy. Uh, just the, the trying to keep yeah, rabbit hole, hole evolved, uh, 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 evolved into a guest show. Yeah. And, and um, it wasn't too long. It's a lot of work, I, isn't it? I just didn't. Oh, it's just uh, the thing is, is I got, I got a lot of, as you can tell, I got other things up and happening, you know, and, and uh, I, I just, it, it's complicated, you know, you're still and, doing and dream- now, now Kurt and I though, uh for dream warrior review we're on i think we're 300 you got us be 50 or something like that 350 episodes and, and the funny thing is 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 if you look right now because he just now now get this so i moved to washington yes right and and moved right down the street from him and we started a podcast and all the rest of that and then uh Great sadness comes, and I moved to Tennessee, mm-hmm. and uh, he just moved to Knoxville. <laughs> did he really? Yeah. Why did right. he move to Knoxville? Uh, now you can tell me this later. We're, we're now actually, having a personal conversation. About actually, Earth. I know for a fact that I can't say. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. That's okay. This There's is a lot of, let's, let's put it this way. There's a lot of people in, that, in Knoxville that work in a certain business. Yeah. That you can't talk about. Yeah, got it. Absolutely got it. So that's about. cool that maybe we can do some convention stuff together. That maybe he'll be. Oh, oh one. yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, as soon as he gets in and settled, and 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 you know, yeah, yeah. All right, gentlemen, you got any more questions for Mick before we go? I mean, there's always more questions, but we'll just have him back on the show. That's true. <laughs> I get. You know what? It's a one of the one of the the tragedies is that uh, Todd Farmer has actually done more of these shows than I have. I don't think he has now after you've done this. Yeah, I know. No, I, no, no, I, but I know, but it bothered me. Is that the reason you wanted to come back on? Was that it? Yes. Hold on. God wait, it. wait. God this damn it. Why is everybody, you're like the second person who's been jealous over, I shouldn't say me, but us in the last three or four this days. Is, this is the Look. best thing that could happen to us. We need to keep playing them against each other. And then what will end up happening, though, because it's the way our show works, is hey, they'll hey, end I, up I'm, doing a podcast together. I am a yeah, walking, it'd be a really successful. You, you know you, you know that I'm a walking false affectation anyway. <laughs> I don't even know what you just said, but that sounds exactly. correct. Well, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> so, <laughs> Todd, know, by the way, know, is it- I just literally have spent my entire life just careening from one thing to the other. I don't even know how I finish sentences. All right, I, I was about to let you go, but I can't. I can't. I probably should have opened with this, but you got in it into it with the Kyotos the other day. And if anybody doesn't know who that is, and I actually thought that was the reason you wanted to be back up. I should have known it was because you didn't want Todd to have your your reigning champion <laughs> as far as being on here. I should have known you're just oh, you, a selfish you wanted, son of a bitch. Oh, you wanted me to get in and, and like and say something serious about the Kyoto situation? Well, no, the Kyoto people are they're the Kyoto brothers and it's just one specific that I know of that you were arguing with and it's funny. Yeah. Another another person who's been on the show, Patrick Reed Johnson, who was a fantastic guest and, and been wonderful to us, uh, also was arguing <laughs> <laughs> but they they tend to be a little more conservative you don't know who they are they did the uh they did the critters and they did uh they, oh yeah they, you know they, and, and honestly and they did uh, and they the actually wrote is, directed and made the movie killer clowns from outer space which a lot of people love 
and I like it too. Honestly, honestly, that the re the, the uh, it's the conservatism was just like the match that lit everything that I've always wanted to say to him <laughs> that I didn't want to that I couldn't say because I had to because yeah. it's a very small because it used to be a very small town, right? You know, it's that is. on critters on critters too. Him and his crew were the most unprofessional fucking clowns you'd ever seen. And the thing is, the thing that's really funny, the way that you could tell that was that when they came to the set, they were the ones that did killer clowns, right? And so mm-hmm. everybody would go, well, the clowns are supposed to show up at like four. <laughs> and they kind of only were halfway referring to the movie, if you see what I'm saying. Yes. Right? <laughs> so you're saying they were unprofessional and were not timely. Yeah, they and and you know the thing is, is everybody in Hollywood uh, has an ego, mm-hmm. and and they had egos that, uh, you know, I'm not sure that they were. Yeah, I'm not sure that their stuff was ever brilliant. Let's put it this way: I worked mm-hmm. with a lot of I worked with a lot of really really good people, and they create a fucking ball with hair. <laughs> <laughs> this is where i would like to have the kyoto's on just for you all this is where i'd like for, i don't want bonehead to be get this way but it would be a great episode don't you think gentlemen if we just had them all sounding off we got patrick because patrick Reed johnson was going off on them as well the talking <laughs> shit and and i'm going to name drop a little bit and just go oh this was the great part so people ask me so there's no money in this there's no money in the convention stuff. I mean, it's very little money and it's very yeah. little, like a dinner here and some tickets there and a hundred dollars there or whatnot. Yeah. You know, I have a, I make a living, but one of the great things about doing all this with my life was looking through my social media feed going, I know that fucker. I know that fucker. And that fucker <laughs> and that fucker are going off on these three fuckers. And this is hilarious because I know them personally. <laughs> the, funniest, the funniest thing that I've ever done in my life was, was when, meeting you and then having that weird, uh, and I saw Haley too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Haley, yeah. who used to but, be our producer. But, yeah. And then doing that weird, your second show ever, right? And telling the story about uh, uh, Boogie Nights. Boogie Nights. Well, that's yeah. a good one because we because what we we I actually thought, had a. I thought when I when I told that story, I honestly God thought that you guys were going to die. That you weren't going because you couldn't even catch your breath. And I was like, I was thinking, you know, if I keep going, it, is is this murder? But it was I mean, good. You're talking about the huge breath? dick in your face for 12 hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, if you've ever listened to an episode of Bonehead, not that we don't, but that's good. That's a story I, for I, us. Honestly, that's a story honestly, we're going to want to hear. I have not. To- I've only told that story like two or three times. I, I, for the most part, I just refer. I say, you have to go and see the second episode of Bonehead, and and, and you can get the story because I'm never going to tell it as good as that particular time. It's not the second episode. I got to share that out. I'll, I'll yeah. do that this week and tag you. Mick on. was our se- Mick was our second interview. Yeah, second yeah. interview. You're not the second. Attach but- it. To- Attach it to this. <laughs> but the funny thing is, is I remember that we actually had a lady who was helping us, who was keeping this uh, the convention center folks from coming into that room. I don't know if you knew that or not. Who oh. kept saying we've got something because it was actually time had passed. 
Yeah, we oh, did. So they were reclaiming the convention center. We didn't when have they access to that. They did. We didn't have access. Oh to no, 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 no! I no, I remember totally doing that because I I kept turning over, and going, <laughs> it's, it's like and looking really official and like, yeah, no, 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 oh, no, no, oh, no, no, no. Sorry, you can't come in here. You can't come in here. I'm talking. One of those people doesn't talk to us anymore, but Haley still talks to us. <laughs> still, so that's always good. She just couldn't. She just was done with our antics after 60 some episodes, but we, well, I mean, we never would have got, I always try to give her credit. Is that, I don't know. No, would have. I'll uh, the way, we needed her. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, the first Mixtron episode is episode 23. Really? 23. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, we did a lot of episodes where we just talked in circles, uh, which is, you know, gotcha. And that's the stuff that I like now. So yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, where we had such topic as why are ghosts jerks? Uh, <laughs> no, it's called why are ghosts dicks, by the way. <laughs> That's what the episode was. I like Nick, Go ahead. I like the, the little bonehead call outs to me uh, when when you know I'm actually listening. <laughs> oh, you've got a bunch in this one, bud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're terrible people. We got a bunch. We, we, for some odd reason, Mick, this, everybody knows this, is that we, uh, Mick prefers this one. It's just the three of us, but we have for some. But you know what? I've, I've, I've gotten addicted to Todd Farmington. Farmer, just Farmer. Farmer. Oh, Farmer. farmer. I'm sorry. Confusing him with a game. Well, that's, I I met somebody at Scatfest. Go ahead. I was so wrong. Episode 13 was Mick's first episode. He came back 10 episodes later. That, that, that. Oh, I did. Yeah. yeah, that's right. I came back again. But I have to tell you, Todd, I would really like to meet Todd. I would. He I want a, you all to meet. I would love for him to come to Scarefest or something. And yes, he yeah, just doesn't I, do I, a lot I, of conventions. I think that he and I would get along really well. I really do. Yeah, no, he's hilarious. But what I was going to, I forgot what the hell I was going to say, other than I really wish we could hang out more. Uh, it was really great seeing you the other week. I'm sorry that oh, the other listen. two boneheads weren't at Scarefest the whole time, although you were working. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, not you, not, James. Mick no, I was no, I was doing nothing. I, I, I try to spend my life the best way I can as a worthless layabout. You know, it's awesome when you're on the stage and they had the world's shittiest stage for me out there in the middle of all that. They didn't have a room. Yeah, the, the stage it's awful. Well, 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 listen. The thing is, is I was literally sitting across from uh, what what I call it as the con- conspirators stage. You know, yeah. Or the the guys that the guys that come in. And they go, they get up to the mic and they go, uh, so uh, Area 51 back in like. No, you're absolutely Area right. Area 51 in 1947. And then it drove on and on. And they never yeah. look up. Let, let me tell you why the Wendigo was actually controlling your Citibank card. See, well, let me. Exactly. The problem is if they look up, you'll read their mind. You know, they here's the problem. The, the thing is, is I, I always think I, I always say this to the. I always say this. I, you know what? I think uniforms <laughs> should uniforms should be absolutely required uh, so that you know the clowns. <laughs> 
Well, and you do, and really, I do another quick shout out. You do a really good job with your presentation because I've finished a, I have finished a panel, and ran over, and you'd already started, and then I interrupted like an asshole. Sorry, as I was trying to say. My neighbor, down. my neighbor Hannah, Hannah Fear, I think it's Fearburger or something like that. Yeah, I, I, lo I love her to death, by the way. And and, and she, it's, when I walked back, she says, "Oh my God, I didn't think anything interesting was ever going to happen over there." <laughs> Yeah, he does. So for you other two, you missed it. He did the whole presentation and he had visual aids and he showed the scenes of how he broke down certain scenes from Nightmare on Elm Street and Mortal Kombat. And it was fantastic. And you did a really good job. And he had the common decency and the smarts to know that the crowd that was there wasn't asking any questions at about 40 minutes going, all right, I'm good. I'm right over here. Come over here, buy a fucking book when you're done. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> he didn't say it that way. You were really nice, but that's what I would have said. But right before... You got all these people out, no, all of them being real, real respectful, but not asking questions. And I hear across the way, hey, Joe Lewis, as I'm trying to do something on the stage. It's, That's right. it's always strong. I, oh, oh, wait a minute. You mean I just yelled at you? Well, Maybe. and you did it too when there was that one guy and there's nobody in the audience that showed up for his thing at yeah, well, that's the way, I was they just scheduled it at this. three o'clock on I, Sunday. I just I felt bad for the no, bastard. I was just mocking you, you know. That's yeah, like... I'm sitting up there. And he had <laughs> and it started out with, by the way, I'm not familiar with any of your work. Will you please just tell me what we're about to talk about? <laughs> I'll take care of you. Who the hell you are? What's your, what's your what what was your name again? Yeah, name? Exactly. he's really nice, by the way. Yeah, I'll also, also assume that nobody's ever gonna uh, uh I it surprises me when anybody ever actually recognizes me. Oh, they all yeah. knew you, and ever, and that's all I got was, "Are you sure you two aren't related?" <laughs> that's what. That's all I kept hearing when I was there. Have you all been like, related? That, are you Are you guys related? I was like, really? You know, uh, I'm so much better looking than he is. <laughs> <I'm not dying. laughs> He's more entertaining. He's more successful. He's funnier. <laughs> anyway, James, you had something before we went. No, I, I was just, I, 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 if, if nobody's ever, if, if you've never came to Scarefest, hey, come. If you've never been to no, come in. There was a big crowd there this year. They, they did a really good one. job. They're, they're all, I don't care if you just go to People Watch, because some of my favorite memories have been when I was moderate. Uh, Joe normally does the main stage, and I would do some of the other ones and things like that. And doing some of the paranormal ones, some of the things I learned was fascinating. Um but occasionally you would just have weird, weird moments. And one of my favorite moments that if you would have told me that morning, I would have to say this line to close out a, a panel that I was moderating, please buy this man's underwear. College is expensive. <laughs> I would have never thought I said it. But the true story is I was doing Barry Boswick from uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show and Spin City. And I mean, he's got a great career. But he made the comment as we were getting ready for the panel. And he, I said, hey, you know, is there anything you don't want to talk about? You know, normal panel preset stuff. And he said, no, no, just let everybody know that I'm selling underwear like I wore it in Rocky Horror Picture Show at my table. And I sell it because I'm paying for my kids' college. And so at the end of the panel, I had to get up and I said, please, and actually I said it this way. I said, I actually work at a college. He's hundred percent right. College is expensive. Please buy this man's underwear at his table. I, I, I could do 20 minutes on that. I it mean, was, you know, come on. It was, <laughs> no, it was, but I didn't know that's where my day was going to yeah, go. Yeah, you didn't like, know. Didn't yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, because I'm I'm trying to be. Oh, what else has he been in? Let me think. Because I, I talked to FDR, the FDR American Badass movie. I was already all for all that, but I did not know I'd be pitching under. I had movie. the I had the utter joy of of Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell's. Uh, I've known Bruce Campbell since we met down in uh, uh, New Zealand. Uh, mm-hmm. He come up and 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 he's I that my guide dog needed his own guide dog. <laughs> And and I and I got to take a great picture of him. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know, pointing at Toby, scolding my, scolding my dog. So yeah, no, I I had a great time, and I we've been two hours. So why don't we just try to book you in the next uh, little while and just come back yeah, on and we'll yeah, shoot the shit for know, all the yeah. stuff. We'll continue this. There is there are other things. Yeah. <laughs> seriously, <laughs> we have seriously never ever talked about Mortal Kombat. So we have plenty to talk about. Well, we've talked about it at dinner. Yeah, but not on air. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Plus, right. to be honest, we need to know when you're uh when are you getting cast in the Jerry Garcia biopic? You know, he I, had to I, end I gotta, with that. Here's here's, I, the I great, here's the great thing about me looking like Jerry Garcia is he is the I have Listen to Jerry Garcia since he and I were both skinny. <laughs> you could say yeah, that. But, you couldn't have said that about me. I don't think I've ever been skinny. No, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. No, I just, I, yeah, Joe, I did have to end with that, but at least I got that response. That's what oh. I, that's what I accomplished today. Yeah, yeah, that's, what right. you, that's what you got. Yeah, yeah. Okay, All guys. Right, guys. It's been Bonehead Weekly. Almost said fun size again. The other damn show that we did. Yeah, this has been Bonehead Weekly. We're out of here. Fun size. (laughs) 